Which three players could end up being league winners for you in your dynasty leagues? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can also check her out at Pro Football Focus, as well as Behind the Steel Curtain, where she's getting ready for a huge, exciting Thursday night football game between the Steelers and the Patriots. How excited are you, Kate, right now? Uh I, I don't have a word for it, Marcus. This is about to be the game of the century. Yeah. Remember and when the Steelers used to be really fun? That, like, back in the Big Ben, Tom Brady era, this would have been a showdown for the ages. But we're down to some backup quarterbacks. Uh, you know, we we're, we don't even have Ramondre Stevenson in this game. The Patriots have no wide receivers. It's going to be some ugly football, folks, which – because we're saying that means there's gonna it's gonna be the game of the week, and that's that's the rule. Um, but per usual, Thursday night football is always ugly. Uh, and but you know what? At least my Pittsburgh Steelers will rip that bandaid off nice and early in the week, so I can enjoy my weekend stress free. Uh, okay. Well, having said that, uh, on today's show, we're gonna be talking about three players who could end up being league winners for you over the next four weeks or so, depending on when your fantasy playoffs start. And most of these players uh, are either available. I, I don't know if they're available, but most of these players are being ranked outside the top 10 of their respective positions. So let's get right into it, Kate. Let's talk about Nico Collins. Let's talk about Nico Collins. Who, Marcus, like we have been high on Nico Collins. We were, I, I think, relatively high in comparison to consensus mm-hmm. coming in uh, to the season on Nico Collins. But I don't think anybody would have expected the absolute insane year that he is posting. Now, looking at his upcoming schedule, he's got a really tough matchup here in week 14, going up against the Jets, allowing a league low uh, fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. He's got another tough matchup next uh, in week 16 as well against the Browns. But sandwiched in between are two matchups against the Tennessee Titans who are allowing the six most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. And now we have CJ Stroud, who's going to need to look to him quite early and often given their situation uh, without Tank Dill. It's a super, super unfortunate loss, but you know, we look at Nico Collins. He's already been seeing some pretty significant volume, nine or more targets each of the last three games. Listen to his ranks. Like, I just want to put into perspective how elite Nico Collins has been this year. Among wide receivers with 30 or more targets, Nico Collins has ranked third in yards per reception, fourth in yards after the catch per reception, third in yards per route run, fifth in passer rating when targeted. He has performed among the most elite wide receivers in the game. 
And, you know, I know there are a couple tough matchups. I still don't think you can sit him at this point because, you know, that whole saying, like, you can't sit your studs. Nico Collins, is, he's officially a stud. And I, I think these two games against the Tennessee Titans, who have ac- absolutely struggled um, since Kevin Bayard went to the Eagles, I think this is a perfect opportunity to snag yourself a league winner. And Marcus, when you look at the the price tag for Nico Collins in comparison to some of the other quote-unquote studs, I I don't see any reason why you wouldn't target him, especially in a win now situation, uh, you know, given the the potential for huge upside. He's right now uh, heading into this month was drafted as wide receiver 22 in dynasty league startups, mm. which that's quite a big rise compared to where he was at, at the beginning of the year, where it's like wider six wide receiver 65. The hard part for me, Kate is, so he's got a really difficult matchup this week against the Jets. Like, is he somebody this week that you're just starting and hoping he figures it out? Or do you want to wait a week before you put him back in your lineup? I'm starting him this week. I, I think no hesitation. Um, no hesitation. And I will say I am fading CJ Stroud uh, this week. I don't think he has a, an overly great week. But I do think that most of his production is going to be funneled here through Nico Collins. You mentioned, you know, he's continuing to rise up the draft boards, but still not necessarily a, a, you know, a a guy that you have to pay top dollar price for. And I still think even against in in these tough matchups, Marcus, like, do you sit, you know, Devontae Adams for a tough matchup? Do you sit like you, you don't sit your studs in these tough matchups, but what really does it for me is that, I mean, I, I genuinely think that, you know, weeks, 15 and 17 here. If you're looking for a guy who can absolutely win you a week on his own and get you top five production in these two weeks, even if you're not high on him in these tougher matchups, Marcus, I think you're in a pretty good spot here to, to kind of dominate. So I've got some trades here that I want your thoughts on. Um, If you are in a little bit of a win now window, uh, what you're doing here. So here's one from two days ago, tank, Dell for Nico Collins straight up. I'll take Nico Collins. And I, you, Marcus, you know, I love tank Dell. You yeah, know, I one, love tank Dell. That one's tricky. Um, I, I, if you're in a win now, Marcus, yeah, like I, yeah, I you probably have to, you probably yeah. have. Um, all right. Nico Collins for Drake London in a 2024 first round pick. Who that is. That is, a, that's a rich. Bit, that is really rich for me. I am going to be honest. I think that's a pretty bad trade. And this is the girl who's saying I, I love Nico Collins. Even if you're in a win now window, that's a really hard trade to justify, I think. All right. How about this one? A 2024 second round pick for Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Yeah. Okay. I mean, especially if you're in a win now window and maybe you lost. Hopefully Tinko. it's the, hopefully it's the 212, baby. Yeah, exactly. That That's to me, that one's a no brainer. What's a little bit harder is. What about a 2024 first round pick that's projected to be in a 14 team league somewhere between 12 and 14? That that's where it gets tricky. Um, I how much do you now, love the how much do you love the fantasy playoff matchup for the Texans? So let's I mean, this this week against the Jets is really tough, but then it's uh, at the Titans, home against the Browns, home against the uh, Titans love 
The Browns like, is the I, only I one genu- that scares you a little bit, right? Browns is terrifying, but Marcus, I'm very happy that it's a home game for the Houston Texans. Yeah. Um, you know, the Houston Texans at home, especially like we've seen CJ Stroud post some some pretty significant home road splits this year. It, the the factor of it being at home is something that gives me just a, a little bit less hesitation there. If he were traveling to Cleveland, I would say he's probably not startable. But I think he's startable in all these matchups, even, even despite the challenges. But yeah. again, those matchups against the Tennessee Titans, I think you're you're pretty much a lock for a top five performance from a, a fantasy wide receiver that you don't have to pay top five dollar for. And you know, like you look at the the overall trajectory of the offense, Marcus. Like I want Nico Collins, not just for this playoff schedule, but I want him long term. He is producing sure. as an elite wide receiver. He's 24 years old. He's tied to, uh, you know, CJ Stroud, who he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, not just one of the best rookies in the NFL right now. I I think this Houston Texans offense is the real deal. And I do think that, you know, even getting Nico Collins as like the wide receiver 22, that feels like you're still getting in at the basement level for what this offense could be uh, in the months to come, just knowing the trajectory that they're on right now. So you would trade for Nico Collins right now, who is the wide receiver 22 in our recent batch of Dynasty League football ADP. I'm going after wide receiver 21 because I think he's going to have a massive December. We will get to him next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is so easy when you have this many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, and they might not have the time or the resources to hire Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is quick and easy. They have even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even quicker than usual. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Kate, I want to talk about the guy that I'm trying to go out and acquire right now because I think he's going to have a monster December, and that's Zay Flowers. So a couple of things. Flowers has been much more productive over the last couple of weeks. We saw him score an unbelievable touchdown against the Chargers. Was that a week ago? Coming off their bye. Kate, you look at their matchups coming up. Home against the Rams. I mean, he should torch this Rams secondary. 
at Jacksonville on a Sunday night football game. Jacksonville just gave up 356 yards to Jake Browning a week ago, right? Uh, they Jake play the Browning, four- the stud, Jake yes. Browning. Now, they they play the 49ers in week, I think this would be week 16. That's a tough one, but it's not like you can't get the 49ers secondary. Like, that's it's one of the spots you can't expose. And then in the championship game, they play home against the Miami Dolphins, which should be an absolute shootout. I think Zay Flowers, the schedule sets up for him perfectly. He's playing better. And then on top of that, Kate, Mark Andrews, we we haven't really seen what this team looks like without Mark Andrews uh, other than a game or two. Why couldn't we just see a bunch of targets now funneled to Zay Flowers instead of them going to Isaiah Likely? Yeah, I actually think, uh, you know, as uh, as I kind of wrap my brain around Zay Flowers and what this offense looks like without – you know, Mark Andrews, maybe in years past, we might've seen, uh, you know, the, the targets automatically funneled to, you know, Isaiah likely over and over and over again, but this new passing offense does seem to be more willing to spread the ball around and, you know, look to the wide receiver position a little bit more often. Uh, I, I, I think maybe he could be the biggest winner. Maybe, maybe we like overthought it a little bit and we thought tight end for tight end, uh, amidst the injury to Mark Andrews, but maybe it's not tight end to tight end. Maybe Zay Flowers is the biggest winner from that injury. And I mean, I, I think you've just seen him, I, I think, produce so consistently and so solidly. And yet we still haven't even seen the ceiling. So like, nope. if you're happy with what you've seen so far, I think there's still a lot left on the table here for Zay Flowers. Um, you know, just he's elusive. He can make plays after the catch. Um, he's, he's, he's a really good football player. So I, I like this. You love the quarterback. Now, any concerns here, because we have seen with, you know, the emergence of Keaton Mitchell with the number of running backs that they have, even despite the injury to JK Dobbins, like we've seen them be able to run enough that like, they don't necessarily need to emphasize the pass as much as we would like, uh, the defense obviously it puts them, you know, in a, a great position to gain heavily and, and post mm-hmm. a big lead, which then I, I think we've seen some of the passing value, you know, leaked out of this offense entirely. Any concerns there from the the point of view of like a game script perspective? Because that's my only hesitancy. Like I, I have uh, Lamar Jackson in a keeper league. And I'm going to be honest, I have him and I've got uh, Jordan Love and I'm these issues have me kind of considering starting Jordan Love, at at least for this week. But if not moving forward, I think moving forward, you mentioned the game scripts like they're just going to be in high scoring games. I mean, we'll see how Trevor Lawrence, if he's able to play, you know, a week and a half from now. But you would expect that game to be a shootout. They play the 49ers on Christmas Day. That's going to be a shootout. And then the Dolphins. I mean, all of these games just project to be more high-scoring games than what they played in, whether that's, you know, they, they've had a lot of these games that they've blown teams out early, so they haven't had to pass a lot in the second half. And, and even even with those games, Kate, he has six games this year where he has at least five receptions. I, I just won't be surprised if he gets three more targets a game, two more catches, and all of a sudden he has 28 receptions over the final four weeks of the season – and we see this every year. Like there's always a rookie receiver that just gets peppered with targets and finishes the year strong, whether that's was it Amon Ross St. Brown two years ago who did it. 
Um, I'm blanking on some other names now, but we, we see this happen. Usually these receivers get a little bit hot as we get into, uh, you know, December and January. He's just the guy that I'm going to bet on because he already has a big role in the offense and the role could get even bigger. Okay. So if you had them one for one and you could only pick one rest of season, would you prefer, uh, Zay Flowers or would you prefer Nico Collins or their immediate production, um, I know we're talking dynasty here, but I'm curious if you had them ranked that closely, who would you rather have through the, the fantasy football playoffs here? Probably Nico Collins. Uh, oh, the, Brown, the, yeah. the Browns game scares me a little bit, but so does the 49ers. Yeah, it's it's probably Nico, but long term, I would much rather have Zay Flowers. You know it's Nico. You know it. I like to. I. It's just there's just this one game uh, this week against the Jets that scares me a little bit because the Jets have such good cornerback play, but it does seem like rather than C.J. Stroud throwing the ball more to John Mechie or Noah Brown, he's just going to start peppering Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz with even more targets. I love it. I love it. By the way, Brevin Jordan, who was a promotion commotion pick last week, should have had an even bigger day, had a couple of plays called back. Just wanted to throw that out there to give you a little bit of credit. Hey. Uh, Kate, let's talk some quarterbacks that could lead us to our fantasy championships because every year, without fail, there's a quarterback that pops off in the final four games of the year that ends up helping people win championships. Do you remember who it was last year? I can tell you there was a quarterback last year that was not – I think he was like 1% owned at this exact same time last year who ended up becoming the most owned fantasy championship winner. I don't. Brock Purdy didn't start his first game until week 14 last year. And (laughs) and he went absolutely berserk in the fantasy playoffs. Who could be that guy this year? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Skylight. Are you looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that your loved ones will actually use and enjoy? Listen, I get it. Most holiday gifts tend to be boring, especially if you're a dad. You get like socks, candles, ties. But that's why you have to check out Skylight. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone, and they appear in seconds. It's the perfect gift for everyone I actually got my mom a skylight last year, and she absolutely loves it. We upload pictures of her grandbabies. Can't tell you how much she loves it. She has it sitting right in her living room. It's so easy to send pictures through the Skylight app, and it takes less than 60 seconds to set up. You can even send your pictures before you open the box. So that way when mom opens it up on Christmas morning, she'll see the pictures right on it. She'll know what she's getting. As a special limited time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your first purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. Again, to get $15 off your purchase, just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That is S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day, we will, we will be back on tomorrow's show, breaking down this incredible Steelers-Patriots game. I'm just, I, I can't even tell you how excited I am to watch it. So make sure you tune in for that. We'll have some promotion commotion for you. But right now, let's talk about the quarterback that is going to lead you to a fantasy championship. And Kate, it's going to be... Josh Dobbs! Yeah. Welcome back to Relevance, baby. I know. Uh, so he might sort of be... A- 
you know, maybe long forgotten in some fantasy managers, you know, eyes, but, uh, you know, I know they had the buy, you know, then, you know, before that there was the four interception game and uh, things were looking a little dicey there, but I want to consider the schedule rest of season. Josh Dobbs gets the Raiders, Bengals, Lions, and then week 17, he gets the Packers, which I don't love, but you look at what Josh Dobbs has done and not necessarily even through the air. It's what he's done with his legs, 40 plus rushing yards in seven of 12 games this season, a rushing touchdown in five of the last six weeks. He has been a top 12 quarterback in four of the past five weeks, including two top five finishes. I love this schedule, Marcus, the Bengals secondary, the Lions secondary. Those are places where they can be uh, exposed. The Raiders, you know, they've, they've put up some decent pressure up front which I don't know, Marcus, maybe that might mean uh, he he wheels out of the pocket a little bit and gets some some first downs with those legs. I think this is a perfect schedule, schedule for Josh Dobbs. Then you add in the fact that they're getting Justin Jefferson back from a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. It, they've been super cautious. I kind of like, I, I can't imagine that this is a situation where like maybe he's not a hundred percent. It seems like they've very much taken their time getting him returned from injury. So he'll be throwing to Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, You know, they have no run game to speak of outside of Josh Dobbs. This is your league winning quarterback period. I like it. I'm, I, as always, I have to go one step grosser than Josh Dobbs. Too long, Marcus. All right. Um, you ready? Okay. Now, this week is going to be a struggle. It's it's not going to be good. So you have to kind of just ignore week 14, but have okay. faith going forward. I love Mitchell Trubisky as a no. quarterback to the rest of the way. Let, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. He can run. And this has always been the, the upside with Mitchell Trubisky is that he can use his legs to make plays outside of the pocket. But, Kate, look at the next three games after the Patriots. It's at the Colts, so in a dome against a defense that just let Will Levis throw all over them. It's the Cincinnati Bengals at home at Pittsburgh who have allowed the most explosive plays this year. And then in the fantasy championship, it's at Seattle that has gotten carved up by everybody on defense. I mean, those are three juicy matchups for a veteran quarterback that does have good weapons with an offensive line that's playing better. I won't be surprised if Mitchell Trubisky is like 250 total yards a game and two touchdowns and provides a really nice floor for a QB two. Yeah. And Marcus, like on the back of that, I actually think like these assets in Pittsburgh, the the receiving options, George Pickens, you know, Deontay Johnson, I think all of them are in a better spot to maybe contribute a little bit more consistently than you would think with Kenny Pickett. We already know that Mitch Trubisky has uh, a higher touchdown ceiling. So mm-hmm. there's probably going to be several more passing touchdowns on the board for your receiving options to take advantage of, um, you know, score some points. It, Mitchell Trubisky, I think it, it's, it's gross. Um, it, it's really hard to trust this Steelers offense right now with what we've seen in recent weeks. But my hope is that, you know, week 13's loss to the Cardinals is going to be a huge kick in the butt for this team where they wake up a little bit and say, there is no team that we can take as lightly as we did the Arizona Cardinals. There is no gimme matchup here in the NFL. Um, And the thing is, you know, they have the weapons to do it. So that 
that makes it all the more all the more meaningful. I just think with that schedule, I mean, everybody's been able to throw against the Bengals. Everybody's been able to throw against the Seahawks. And you're playing in a dome against the Colts who, again, they can't stop anybody either. Like this just sets up really well for for <laughs> Trubisky. I know it's And I'll gross. remind you. I know. We just saw Kenny Pickett throw all over the Bengals. Second highest yes. passing yes. yard total of his career came against the Bengals. It didn't translate to any passing touchdowns, but as we know – the Deontay Johnson uh, receiving touchdown, that would have been a touchdown in the Kenny Pickett yes. column as well, had it been challenged, but it was not. Such is life, say la vie. But we saw Kenny Pickett look confident. Like that was one of his best games. Yeah, he looked confident against the Bengals. Mitch Trubisky might eat them alive. Exactly. <laughs> That's Don't get my hopes up, Marcus. I, I, I said it's probably probably it's probably going to be ugly tonight against the Patriots. So I know there's going to be people that watch this Patriots game and come back to me and Shut say, "I eyes. can't believe you said you." Just wait. The schedule gets so nice for Trubisky, where 220, 250 yards each game, a couple touchdowns can get you a really nice base of points, especially if you've been decimated at the quarterback position. And I know a lot of you have been, whether it's been. Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. I mean, D- Trevor Lawrence now. You're going to have to probably start somebody gross at quarterback. At least give me a quarterback that's athletic and has a very favorable schedule coming up. Any final thoughts before we head out? Go Dobbs. <laughs> Go Josh Dobbs. We should have a little bet. Who has more fantasy points over the next four games, Josh Dobbs or Mitchell Trubisky? I think I'll take be that bet. I will All take right. that bet, Marcus. We're going to have to come up with some some juicy prize yeah. uh, for the loser or the prize for the winner or for the winner. I, well, I think I think the I think the loser should the the winner gets to pick like the the avatar for somebody on Twitter for a week. <laughs> All right. All right, let's do it. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every single day. Again, every day, we'll be back tomorrow to break down Steelers Patriots, so make sure you tune in for that. Go check us out on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Maju. Go check out her work at Pro Football Focus and Behind the Steel Curtain. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy Thursday Night Football. And we will see you right back here tomorrow.